0: Some podcasts inspire their listeners. Some podcasts address important current events. Some podcasts make the world a better place. The Fish Golf broadcast does the opposite, so, buckle up for half an hour of wasted time. <laughs> This episode of the Fish Golf broadcast. We are fucking phoning it in. You can tell this show has jumped the shark already because I had to get a guest again. It's Zach Melton.
1: Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm back. I have decided to take over the show. You're Fuck. welcome. You're welcome.
0: This is a real <laughs> downturn for everybody. And uh, Zach is actually going to be functioning as our primary interviewer today because. Uh, our real guest is Calvin Heinberg who's been strictly instructed to use his excited voice. Calvin,
2: what you thinking about? <laughs> I'm just thinking about how hard it's going to be to put on this excited voice for—I don't even know how many minutes. But yeah,
1: I can't handle that. That's too much. You need I, to tone it back. Yeah, your jazz choir teacher
0: would like say a little less, please.
2: All right, we'll tone it back a little.
1: Yeah so fish how does it feel to be booted off your own podcast man
0: honestly this is what i was hoping for i just hoped that the buyout was going to be a little bigger like if i'm gonna if i'm gonna cash in or sell out like i needed a better exit strategy than just you two sec honks being here to talk about basketball or football or something just not disc golf i i mean i think enough about disc golf so i don't need more yeah it's more like a hobby for us i'm pretty sure Right. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, l- throwing back the curtain a little bit, uh, Calvin, what did you play for Zach just before we went live? We don't have to talk about.
1: that. No, we do. Um, no, we don't. Have, no, okay. we do.
0: No, it's it's not your show.
2: It's a it's a throwback. We were talking about you know NFL draft, um, talking about an ex Florida quarterback, uh, Felipe Franks, uh, who
1: who Calvin may or may not have. Given an elbow and pick up basketball at Florida,
0: is
2: that true? Yeah. Be honest. He's Calvin. way he's way bigger than me. That's the only it's <laughs> the only way I had a chance.
1: <laughs> he threw um, some bows, dude. He hit him hit him with some bows. Um, Tell him the story. Tell him the story. This is a good one.
2: No, no, no. You're deflecting back no. to where we we'll, we originally were. We'll go back. Um, we'll circle. Florida back, was playing this Tennessee. Is, yeah. It's uh, okay. Nice, nice, nice football game. Eight, eight or nine seconds left. Florida's nowhere close to scoring. No. But, um, stalling. stalling so, hard. but it, the game's tied. I think it's 20 to 20. So they need to score in order to win fourth quarter. And we've, and, we've uh, been bad
1: for a while. We're like ranked in the 20, it's like 23 versus 24. Tennessee hasn't been ranked in a while. So it's like, this is a big deal for us.
2: Yeah. Well, regardless, it might have been a big deal for them. But, uh, Felipe Franks decided to have the, the throw of his life. Threw it, I think it was 60 something yards. No. I mean, we can re- like we could replay the video. Like 50, I think it might be like sixty something yards, and you know, it's it's caught for a touchdown. Florida wins uh, as time expires. And honestly, the audio, I I don't think we're allowed to play it on here, but it's it's really incredible. I think it haunts Zach and and his nightmares. It sucks. It sucks. What year was that? I don't know. I think it's like around five or six years ago. So I uh, sounds.
1: Actually, I was in Vermont watching that game live. Pretty sure we were playing the GMC. And uh, I think like Germ and Yulie and a bunch of people were over at uh, our spot on the resort. And as it dropped in the end zone for a touchdown, I just heard Germ's stupid, giggly laugh. And I just got up and walked out so I didn't punch him in the face. But yeah, great memories. And then I'm always reminded of how much I love that audio by my by my good bud here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly one of the greatest moments i feel like fully pay franks gave us as a <laughs> it's the florida only thing dater. he ever did and
0: he was a scrub now let's remember that
2: he made it to the nfl
0: florida scrub. does have is it three national championships in your lifetime
2: yeah i think so but
0: the last few years have been absolutely bleak
2: well um we really gotta talk about that but <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: you guys did have the number four pick this year
2: yeah we did that just that did just happen um I'm actually pretty surprised. I did actually get to go to a game during the off season, and I did not think he was going to be a, a number four pick. But uh, Unbelievable. I kind of thought he might come back to college and uh, figure out how to throw the ball a little better.
1: Colts GM is getting fired in like two years.
2: But, hey, you know, you know he's getting paid. Money. Can't hide money.
0: No, no. Uh, and hold- if all he ever does is hold a clipboard, that's a hell of a lot more than you're ever going to make. A, that's a great paycheck. I know, he's, too. Like, he's great job Like great You're being considered a success in disc golf, and he, even if he's a failure, he's not going to live out of a fucking van. Nope.
2: No, that, that's true. Oh, well, but
0: I thought you were talking to me
2: this whole time. No, you live. <laughs> you live out of a Kia Soul. <laughs> Slight downgrade. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll choose to live out of a van one day.
1: But Calvin, did you or did you not hit the starting quarterback at Florida with an elbow and pick up basketball?
0: Yeah, I did. Okay. And follow up:
2: Why was the starting quarterback playing pickup basketball again? I said he's a scrub. He's I'm not NFL, sure, but how often they were? I don't know if they were allowed to be there, but the the football players definitely occasionally showed up. And um, they're definitely uh, it's a more physical form of, of basketball <laughs> than is normally played. And when you uh, are outweighed by a significant amount, you your pointy elbows are the only the only thing you got going for you.
0: For sure. That's that's good genetics for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That's all I got. Did your team win? Um, honestly, I don't remember. Probably not.
0: Did you have any other good celebrity run-ins on the court?
2: No, no other good celebrity run-ins at the, the pickup basketball courts at Florida. Um, it's probably the most notable one.
0: And... Uh, so if that's a if that's physical, if that's pretty competitive, right? I imagine those guys are just competition monsters. Mm-hmm. What's it like playing pickup on disc golf pro tour?
2: Pickup basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't say that we've really played too much, but um, just once a year. Yeah, it occasionally happens when we're in Kentucky at the the Idlewild mm-hmm. Open, and um, Zach Arlinghouse's grandfather has an indoor basketball court. And uh, generally, after the tournament, if we can get enough people together, we'll play some some pickup five five v five full court. And I mean, our most, team
1: always wins.
2: Most of the time, uh, some of the older folk get gassed too quick, so uh, we don't play that many games. But... Who, are, who
0: are you targeting with your elbows in that game? Uh, like there's you're...
2: there's really no need to target with the elbows. They're you old. just they get yeah they just can be outrun. The the people playing full court. You get people like like Germ. And, yeah, to be clear, he's not talking about me. And uh, you know, Yuli, and they just don't really like to to run up and down the court. So if your team's willing to run, it's like free buckets. You, you got like you, five to three.
0: That, that uh, Dan Tony Suns ball.
1: Yeah, we yeah. played. We played four on five basically. It was Calvin, <laughs> Zach, myself, uh, Zach's buddy Camden, who was caddied for me at the tournament, and then our fifth was Kyle Klein. And no offense, Kyle, love you, buddy. He's not a basketball player, so that's that's okay. And then we were going up against um Germ, Yuli, Drew, A B, and Adam. They were like, Well, we showed up with five. Can we just play together? We're like, sure, play together. And they didn't know Zach's buddy was coming, and so he walks through the door, he's like six four and like tall, lanky like Calvin, and we just ran him to death.
0: But he can actually jump.
1: Yeah, he can jump though. Right, Calvin sure. can't. But,
0: I get yeah. I guess you assume Zach Arlinghouse's buddy is coming and you're expecting like another little backup point guard twerp type
2: <laughs> yeah but instead best we got, case scenario <laughs> instead we got like a 6'4 lanky kid that's oh, willing to man. run he can jump we got little zach over there who's a spot up three-point shooter he's a shooter he's a shooter and uh before you know it <laughs> he got jerk just like his
1: face is purple and he's like about to pass out and Yuli's yelling at him to get back on defense, but he can't chase Calvin and he can't chase Camden, so he's he's just out of luck, man. He's We got that dub. We got that dub. We
2: played twice, we played two games.
1: Yeah, I remember when Yuli we won the first game and Yuli is very competitive, which I like,
0: and he said, run it back in Germ's face when he said run it back. <gasps> like he was like, Please no. So is there gonna be a scheduled rematch or are they going to bolt real quick to Michigan this year?
1: I don't know. I don't know if they. Will. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to play. I'm gonna to have to be like playing half court and just let those guys play four on five on defense,
2: probably. But um, we're losing our point guard. Huh? Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That'd be a real tough, tough loss for our team. <laughs> we don't really have any other ball handlers. I guess. I guess Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Kyle's our new ball handler. Yeah. Ball handler. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna want a rematch. I'm sure they'll come and shoot. I mean, yeah, everyone enjoys going over. out to the gym and uh, shooting around. Maybe playing some knockout. But whether or not 5v5 five, five five happens, we'll see.
1: The only negative to the court is that there's there's kind of like a big Kentucky logo on the midcourt. It's like supposed to look like Rupp Arena. It's just trash. But besides that, it's super cool. Awesome.
0: Got him. <laughs> for, for context, they're looking at Zach Arlinghouse, who is... Just burying himself in shame. <laughs> or Snapchat. <laughs> Either one. I think that's what the kids do. All right. Uh, so, Calvin, you have your degree in what from Florida?
2: I got my degree in chemical engineering. Okay.
0: Uh, and uh, what do you think it's going to take to get your name on the building at the chemical engineering building at Florida.
2: I think I'm going to have to make a, a hell of a lot more money than I'm currently making uh, and then give it to the school.
0: Sure. Uh, so you're, what I'm hearing is you're dissatisfied with your contract with Innova at this time?
2: No, I'm I'm not dissatisfied with my contract. I just know that's in weird. order I thought, to... I thought uh, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Like, how are you going to show off your legacy as a proud graduate of the University of Florida?
2: Mm-hmm. Without having my name on a building? Yeah.
0: We could take care of
1: that. Just sneak on campus. <laughs> there home. are there are a lot of Spray buildings. Spray paint's
2: pretty cheap, dude. And you know what? If
1: we don't have enough time for the whole name, it's like he's got a logo now. It's super quick and easy to hit up. I mean, just sure we can Just stencil it. it up yeah, there. Yeah, we can learn it. Oh, a giant stencil. That'd be genius.
2: Yeah, I just don't think my legacy... Uh, lies at the University of Florida. I um I'm not even using the piece of paper that I got there. So my degree is I don't know. It would be it would seem kind of weird to put my name on a building for a degree I don't even use. Like what's that really going to be telling the kids? You're so humble.
0: I, I so mean humble. I I think it would be a pretty it would be pretty apt to say doesn't matter how hard you work here, you might not use what you did.
2: Yeah, you know that's that's something that you know a lot of a lot of people probably learn harsh harsh way. You know they get out of college and
0: they don't have disc golf to fall back on. Yeah, yeah they, they can't just rip eagles 450. <laughs> nah, it's like four ten. Four is that all you got now? What's the deal, Cal? He's gotten older. He's a whole year older. I mean,
2: uh-huh. how long is hole one here?
0: Oh. Uh, Actually, yeah, never mind. We're, we're at Jonesboro. It's 470. Probably yeah. downhill. It's downhill. It's downhill. Maybe.
1: Maybe a little downhill.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I, back I put that pretty, an eagle pretty close to the bullseye this week. So I didn't see it. I, it's because you just drove into town. Oh. Well, okay. But uh, maybe maybe I'll show it to you, one of these rounds. Although, I'd probably just throw a destroyer. Has me. the
1: T-pad been fixed on hole one, though?
2: Um... Upon further evaluation, I think it's probably still messed up. But. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually haven't checked it out. Um Yeah. I mean, the most I've ever really checked it out is uh watching the video replays, you know, yeah. from the playoff, but uh, I think a lot of the tee pads actually at this course are kind of loose. Uh you actually have been watching some earlier this week and Really. I think a lot of the fronts of the tee pads are you know, I think they all have the possibility to do that little bunching thing that we we saw in the playoff.
1: I feel like in general, if you just watch disc golf coverage, it's a lot of tee pads are messed up. You know, pros throw a bad shot, they kick the tee, or they look at their hand. It's it's one of the two. Yeah, typically
2: number one rule: it's never your fault. It's never as your a fault. Disc golf.
1: That's pro tip number one. I didn't know if you knew that, Andrew. But
2: yeah, you can learn to deflect responsibility off yourself. That's step great.
0: one okay and so what are the best ways to do that once you get past like oh the tea pad was crummy or you know wet hand spectator moved <laughs> yeah uh-huh. yeah um, someone whistled
2: yeah, yeah, I mean, it can be anything, you know. What gust of wind? Like no one felt any wind, uh, but you're like, no, it, changed, you're, it changed right in my backswing." So oh, literally. That's got to that,
1: some, That's got to be number 3. Grab some grass. Grab some grass. Toss it up, wind, shake yeah. your head, walk back to your
2: bag, yeah. maybe get a little kick. Heck, like I never even had a wind read before I threw, but I yeah. know it wasn't it wasn't what I read after. Yeah. For sure.
0: Okay. Uh are there more? Like it it It's probably not good form to publicly blame your sponsor's discs for not being stable enough or flippy enough or glidey enough or something. But, you know, when do you start talking about that in the parking lot?
2: Um, I I think that that is your own fault if you have faulty equipment, because you have all the time in the world to make sure your equipment performs the way you need it to. And if if, if you put a faulty piece of equipment in your bag, man, you're just dumb. And then you just got to
1: give it to a fan during the round. Yeah. You just got to get rid of that thing. Get it out of the bag. Yeah, I mean... I, I before, definitely, it rub,
2: before it rubs off on exactly. your you other discs. You can't have it contaminating the other Frisbees. Have, well, have you
0: done that? Like, given given a bad disc to somebody?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've i recently <laughs> done it. <laughs> um, at uh, the Blue Ridge Championships. Um, I put a Thunderbird in my bag, specifically for one hole. I threw a good twice in practice. And... Um, I threw it twice in the tournament and went OB both times. And it wasn't your fault. We're, it's, It can't be your fault. No, there's no way. No, the wind
0: gusted the moment I, I saw. Like regardless,
2: bedtime. like, it's 0 for 2 in tournament play. I don't want to I, I, – that's enough data points for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, it takes exactly two points to make a line, mm-hmm. therefore. And it was probably a beefcake for that kid we gave it to. Yeah,
2: yeah I signed it, gave it to Zach. He handled it. He got rid of it.
1: Got got twenty bucks out of that thing.
2: So you're doing you're doing his disposal <laughs> work now. Made a little money. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. But yeah, putting faulty equipment in your bag, I mean, I guess that is one point where it probably is your fault. No. <laughs> no. You know. Disc must have warped in my bag or something. Could have hit a rock, know. Mm-hmm.
1: you know, on a hole. Yeah, changed the you know, stability.
2: I'm really not sure how it got thrown out of bounds, like way out of bounds. Could have, hit a, stump. Tournament. <laughs> could
1: have, could have hit a stump inside circle,
0: you know, those little toe breakers. Just <laughs> a, affected the stability. <laughs> so I have a policy about throwing out of bounds that nearly almost all of my OBs are, you know, a foot out or two feet out. They, mm-hmm. they skipped a little bit or rolled a little more or just, like, plane landed one foot out and didn't come back in. If you threw your Thunderbird way out of bounds, is that better or worse? Like, you at least got your money's better. worth throwing it out there.
2: Um, I would say generally better, except when the out of bounds is actually a hazard, so <laughs> then you have to go out there and play it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fair. Um, so bad
0: course management on your part.
1: Well, it was the dis fault.
0: Yeah, it was the disc fault. It wasn't his fault.
2: I mean... I wouldn't have had to go out there if the disc didn't fly out there.
1: Did, did Calvin <laughs> and Brad both have the same distance upshot on hole 17? Maybe. But Calvin got his money's worth. Brad laid up. so
2: It's true. Say that what you want. Out.
1: He sent it. I'm Bradley Williams and I listen to the Fish Golf broadcast while I sleep.
2: I'm Deanne Carey and I listen to Fish Golf broadcast while I'm on my way to the next event.
0: If you like where this show is headed, stick around for part two. We'll never barrage you with 11 minutes of droning external ads to start the show. So please support the Fish Golf Broadcast by visiting discgolfbra.com for hats and other apparel. Fish stamp discs are available at fishdiscgolf.com and daddydiscgolf.com, and you can save 10% on upperparkdiscgolf.com with the code andrew10 on backpacks and other items. And now, more lies and outrageous claims from our guest, met with calm reason by Fish. All right, by the time this comes out, it's possible that this segment will no longer be timely, but Zach and Calvin are going to talk about the NBA
2: playoffs. Ta-da! Well, um, Zach here is our our local basketball expert, you know, high school player, extremely good ball handler, sharpshooter. Killed it, like, three minutes off the bench average my senior year. So you could say (laughs) he's the... He's a baller. And um, did they boo you?
1: No, I was I was a favorite. I was a favorite. They booed the coach because he didn't play me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> C Mo sucks. No, that's okay. okay. Let's not go back wow. there. That seems seems like there's some hard feelings there.
1: Yeah, I was pretty upset about it. you know politics. It happens. It happens. You know, gotta Couldn't have beat out the coach's son. No, unfortunately. He liked me. He just wouldn't play me. You know, it's tough. Zach knows what I'm talking about, right, Zach? (laughs)
2: Every seven points
0: a game. Wow. Impressive. All right. Arlinghouse, 38% from three. Seven points a game? That's... Six and a half. It's getting rounded down real quick.
1: <laughs> he tried to lie, that's the best part.
0: He goes, I can't say seven, I better say six and a half. Honestly, this is a lot like when, you know, you're in the parking lot and you hear you overhear somebody who was on your card talking about their round and you just you know that everything they're saying is a lie. They're just framing it to make themselves sound like they didn't fuck up completely. Yeah, the guy who's like, dude, I missed like four footers. And it's like, show me what
1: 12 feet is. And he's like, 28 feet away from me. <laughs> it's like, oh, man, tough.
2: I miss those all the time. 12-footers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not 12-footers. Maybe 28-footers, though. Or maybe 24-footers for Eagle. Sometimes. Sometimes. Been there, done that. But uh, back to our, our our basketball segment here. Um, what game are we tracking right now? currently we're tracking the Atlanta Hawks against the Boston Celtics halftime right now game six game six Hawks are down two three in the series and they're down one point after half but uh, currently at home I think is what you said yeah yeah
1: Boston was a big I think they're up like 13 points with like six minutes to go in game five at home and they blew it they choked it Atlanta comes back and I think Trey Young hit a three with like two seconds left to put him up. Um, pretty pretty bad choke job by the Seas, and now Atlanta gets this game at home. I kind of think Atlanta's going to force seven games. Like I think that was a they they gave them life. You can't do that. Can't give a team life.
2: Yeah, we were talking about it, uh, just playoffs in general, and you were saying talking about how there's going to be a lot of upsets based on on seeding, you know, here in the first round this year. And, you know, what if the Hawks are? I know you weren't predicting the Hawks to no. win, but pushing seven games, you know, they got a chance if they can get to game seven.
1: They they really do. As much as I love, love to just hate on Trey Young, he gets buckets. So they, they got a shot with him.
0: So you say there's going to be a lot of upsets. Historically, NBA has been very chalk in the playoffs, at least in the first round or two. What's different about this year?
1: I think it just the teams are deeper and then with the play in like i think it just comes down to matchups and the Miami Heat who just upset the Milwaukee Bucks 8 versus 1 they are the like most frightening 8 seed of all time like were they they were in the finals recently right yeah in the bubble 2020 they were in the bu- they were in the finals lost to the Lakers lebron got his fourth chip oh my god um but yeah i mean them as an 8 seed is wild and they won in five games, in which Giannis missed two and a half of those. But still, they're the one seed for a reason. Like, I don't think anyone predicted that ending in five in the Heat's way.
2: Yeah, better luck next year, Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I saw, I saw uh, <laughs> Giannis was asked if he considers this season a failure, and he got really, really butt-hurt about that question. It was like, of course not, of course not. And then everybody's like, dude, y'all were the one seed, and you lost in the first round, that's –
2: I try mean, got to, to feel bad. I, yeah. mean, I can't imagine that happens very often.
1: No, I don't I, I don't know if I can remember a 1 seed losing to an 8 minus like I'm pretty sure like the Dikembe Matumbo Nuggets back in the 90s might have done it to somebody as an 8 seed but that just doesn't happen.
0: No, definitely not. Not in a five or seven game series where you know like basketball games themselves are pretty deterministic the better team wins almost all the time not like baseball or something yeah especially four out of seven yeah so you get those long series a lot can happen uh calvin that's a little bit like uh i don't in no way do i mean to bring up like bad performances or something but like same question that we would ask to Giannis: when you have a bad tournament uh, as someone who's projected to win or place or podium or something, does it feel like a failure? Like how, how do you, how do you reconcile what the season is like if a tournament is bad?
2: Well, um, you know, lucky for me, every tournament is its own individual competition. And I'm back to square one as soon as, you know, one tournament's done. So, um, you pretty much just forget, move on, try to figure out what you did bad, and fix it for the next event. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm t- it's fortunate for us that, like, you know, my mistakes, you know, last week don't affect me this week, you know, as opposed to, you know, basketball, once you're in the playoffs, you, you kind of get eliminated when you mess up. So I don't get eliminated. and um, You could get canceled, though. Yeah. I mean I, I guess I could say something that could get me cancelled, but
0: no. that's honestly Zach, that's the entire reason you're here, so that I can indemnify myself from anything that you or Calvin says. Well shit. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Hawks took the lead for a second, but it's tied back up. No worries. Yeah, we're gonna live pod this game that's coming out next, two and days and a half hours. before.
2: Yeah. Quick interjection. Uh Looks like uh, the Lightning just won uh, their, their game. Congrats, uh, Thomas. Congrats, Thomas. Uh, looks is- like we're going to game six. You know, they were down 3-1. Now it's 3-2. It would be a shame if it was 3-3 and then, you know, got pushed to a game seven. So we
1: got like Tampa versus Toronto right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Dynamic there, yeah. Go, go Ning. <laughs> is that a thing? They literally called them the Ning instead of the Lightning. It's so... Just
0: it's very annoying, but I know Thomas hates it right now, so
1: go Ning!
0: <laughs> uh Calvin, can you talk about any affiliations you may have with pro sports, especially being from Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tom- Tampa Bay.
2: I tried to be from Tampa Bay. Um try to list that on the PDJ, but apparently apparently there's some Kansas City fans that work at the PDJ and um they continue to switch my my hometown back to Tampa. And I'm like, I don't even live in Tampa. I live in Tampa Bay. Yeah. But uh, I you actually mean, live in Safety Harbor. But I, I changed it multiple times. They they changed it back multiple times. Fun yeah. police. Yeah. I'm not sure how that really makes sense because, like, I see plenty of people with fake names on the PDGA. So, like... Billy Ace Holes Jones. Like, yeah, like they... Who the heck has <laughs> the name Ace Holes Jones? <laughs> like...
1: Before you made that point to me like a couple weeks ago, I'd never thought of that. I thought it was funny that they kept changing your name from, or your, your city from Tampa Bay. I'm like, fun police, like you said. And then, <laughs> and then it occurred when you mentioned that, I'm like, I've seen so many people with like, a, I've seen guys who, I don't want to like drop any names, but there's a certain disc golfer from Asheville who has just like a random made up name for his PDJ, And it's not even his real name. So like. I, I mean, how's I that going
2: to work when he wants to go and play a major? Yeah. Now that they're iding everybody. Yeah,
0: he's not going to play major, but uh, <laughs> 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 mm. but yeah, interesting, interesting. So your hardline stance is that you are anti, like extra names or nicknames or whatever goofy stuff people add to their profile.
2: No, I'm I'm perfectly for it. They can they can make it their profile and their name, but I'm allowed to be from Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Makes sense. So That (laughs) makes sense. Very uneven uh, regulation.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, I was targeted, and um, eventually I just had to change it back to where I was actually from, Safety Harbor.
1: Yeah, I'm going to throw it out there. Maybe if you were the 100th-ranked
0: disc golfer in the world, you'd probably still be from
2: Tampa Bay. Yeah, just flying right under
0: the radar. Yeah,
2: this is... Unfortunately, that is not my current circumstances. (laughs) I'm sorry. But I
0: I mean, I think feeling slighted by a regulatory authority is like the first step in an ultimate Florida man sequence.
2: What's my next move?
0: I I don't know. Change it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the more frustrated you get with them not letting you do this thing you want to do. Mm -hmm. the more it ends up with you, you know, robbing a convenience store, (laughs) going on an elaborate chase that involves multiple forms of transportation, um, probably through a swamp, right? Yeah, he'll have a paddleboard waiting. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh never catch me, copper. uh, Yeah, exactly. And I want passers-by or, like, random bystanders to be interviewed by the news and, like, it to turn out that you were you were yelling something as you did it. Like, what would you be yelling as you run from the cops after this Florida man shenanigans you're up to? The PDJ has rats.
2: Yeah. yeah, it'd probably be something along those lines. PDJ has rats is definitely an upper contender there. Like, there's a good chance that I'd be yelling that if, if you know, they're the ones that set me over the edge. Like... <laughs> Um, I'm coming for you, big dog. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if I was getting close to the edge, I would see who actually regulates that part of, uh, you know, membership. Who's in charge of membership at the mm-hmm. PDJ? Maybe I'd say something about them if I actually knew their name. I don't. I don't know which staff member is in charge of that. Who was who was doing this to me?
0: And on behalf of this podcast, do not do not email the PDGA nastily about this instead email the supervisors and executive council of tampa bay and insist that they change their official name to tampa bay or email the pdj either one <laughs> god damn it stupid guest host
1: strength in numbers baby strength in yeah, numbers
2: <laughs> if i could get everybody to please plead <laughs> Everyone out there, all the listeners, I don't know how many of you there are, but if you guys could please tens. send an email, tens even if listeners. it's just tens, you know, every email counts. <laughs> Everyone unify for Calvin,
0: please. It's going to be real upsetting if this like undercurrent becomes a democratic process that has more participation than like board uh, board voting or something. <laughs>
2: If more people email on Cal's <laughs> behalf to live in Tampa Bay instead of vote, oh man, that would be that would be pretty sad. But uh, I think that would have to make you feel good, though. I would feel pretty good, and I would feel like my chances of getting my my location changed to Tampa Bay would be pretty high.
0: Now, another alternative is just to make up out of whole cloth uh, a a place name, incorporate it, and try to make it a thing. For example, there was someone who was enterprising in the late 80s, early 90s, something like that, and incorporated Orlampa, which is just a little plot of land on I-4 between Orlando and Tampa. So...
2: Okay, so you're saying I could make Tampa Bay a thing?
1: You could have made that up.
2: No, it's true. I'm just going to have to believe him, you know. He hasn't said anything to make me not trust him to this point, so... You don't know him very well. I don't. He said this with his podcast. It's not. It's ours. Wait.
0: You're the captain now.
2: Wait, Let's do see. you know how to upload this anywhere? Uh, no. <laughs> help. <laughs> how does this cry for help get to anybody if we don't know how to upload it That's anywhere? A good point.
1: Um, Zach, <laughs> just kidding. Fish, you're back in. It's yours. You can have it.
2: Yeah, so I guess I just need to go buy a plot of land and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. incorporate it into Tampa Bay, and then they won't be able to tell me that I'm not from there. But then I might, you know, I have no clue. If, what if it already exists? What if someone else has already done it?
0: Well, real estate fraud is another very good Florida man end game.
2: Okay. Yeah, I... You I'm pretty not much sure. always have that in your back pocket, <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> I'm not sure if if I'm I'm looking to go down that, but uh, you know, honestly, got plenty of years left. There's plenty of bad decisions to make, and maybe maybe real estate fraud is one of them. Never say never. Got to get that money to get your name on a building somehow. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, and with that, we are going to wrap up. Zach, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Calvin, thanks for being here.
2: It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Andrew. Well, that was a good excited voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Fish Golf Broadcast. But be sure to check out previous episodes and subscribe wherever fine podcasts are sold. Check out Fish Golf Broadcast hats and other apparel at discgolfbra.com and badger your friends until they listen too. Join us next time as I goad yet another guest into starting a fight with another touring player, campsite host, or toll booth attendant on the Fish Golf Broadcast.